Welcome to the Product Agility Podcast, the missing link between Agile and product. The purpose of this podcast is to share practical tips, strategies, and stories from world-class thought leaders and practitioners. Why, I hear you ask? Well, I want to increase your knowledge and your motivation to experiment so that together we can create ever more successful products. My name is Ben Maynard, and I'm your host. What has driven me for the last decade to bridge the gap between agility and product is a deep-rooted belief that people and products evolving together can achieve mutual excellence. Now, this is one of a number of a few special episodes because I was fortunate enough to find myself at Lean Agile London 2023. Surrounded by some brilliant speakers, I had my mic, I had my phone, I had a lot of coffee, and so I plucked up the courage to approach some of these awesome people and ask them to give us their talk in 10. I am with Chris Stone, the virtual Agile coach, uh, a man who I've met once before in person, virtually, a few times, and been meaning to say we're going to report, record a podcast episode. And so this is a teaser for perhaps a longer episode that we'll record at some point in the future. But now I thought, what a great opportunity. The end of Lean Agile 2023, day one, in he walked, I grabbed him, he got a coffee, and we find ourselves with this lovely, beautiful vista of a hole in the ground. Um, and some laundry. And some laundry. And the bamboo fencing. Yeah, the bamboo fencing is here. It's beautiful. And the bamboo fencing does a good job at masking. You know, much like... <laughs> There's an agile joke there somewhere, isn't there? Sure. <laughs> but I can't find it. But tomorrow you're giving your signature talk uh, on uh, Fifty Shades of Retrospectives. The one. Fifty Shades of Retrospective. It's, uh, it's my go-to talk. Obviously, it's a topic I'm very passionate about, continuous improvement in general. And it's essentially, it's a choose-your-own-adventure style. I, I prefer to go into a talk giving the audience the option of choosing where we take the talk. And that could mean that we go in the direction of focusing on how you finish up a retro, turning those insights into important actions. Or it could go through the basics of retrospectives, the foundations that need to be in place for a good retrospective to happen. We could go into the format side of things, which I'm most known for, creating different ways of doing retrospectives. Or it could go into facilitation tips and tricks, so how to get people talking, how to get people discussing the things that matter. So that's, uh, that's my talk. Nice one. So how does it normally end up then? Because it's a choose-your-own-adventure style. Do people end up choosing some really weird adventures or is it kind of as a normal pattern to these types of things? So basically at the beginning, I will offer them the choice of those four avenues. And it's very much a on Menti, you, you know, the most votes, dot vote style is where we start. I will then, depending on the flow of the talk, I'll, I'll mix in ones from different sections to keep the energy levels high. So if I notice it's slipping a little bit, I might jump into a game and get people showing or learning how, um, how important continuous improvement is and the importance of feedback loops using the game Battleships. Uh, it might be that we go down the avenue of learning about how to, how to escape the environment you're in and, and literally take your, your retro out on a walk so that you're not stuck behind a desk because I've learned that... Some of my best ideas come when I'm moving, not when I'm stuck at a desk or you know, in a time box somewhere. People just say, hey, now innovate, create stuff in this time box you've got. It doesn't always work that way. No, I've just finished reading an amazing book that's like, for at least a week, has changed my life. And it's called Born to Run. And yeah. it's about the importance of movement and how if it wasn't for movement, and particularly running, we wouldn't have evolved to be the weird kind of anomalies that we are in the world. So I'm all up for movement. I think that kind of back to nature retros. Yeah. Like naturist? No, not naturist. Uh, back to, just back to nature. Back to nature. Like, you corrected yourself. Yeah, have you done a naturist retro? A naturist <laughs> retro. I haven't, but I'm, I'm game for it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty unabashed about who I am. 
So if you want to record one, we could do a po- we could do the first podcast in the nude, Ben. No, well, first uh, our first podcast in the nude, the first of many, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, this podcast has taken a strange turn. This episode, yes. So, um, where- just come back from Portland, you see, and the, the whole ethos in Portland is get weird in Portland. So I've still got okay. that mindset in play. Nice. I wonder how that's going to land with a lean, agile London crew. Let's. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow, mate. I'll be there tomorrow. I will, I will avoid nudity, but we will play drinking games. <laughs> nice. Oh, there's a drunk agile today, actually, isn't yeah, there? Yes, 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 yes. Now, anyway, back to your talk. When are you placed tomorrow in the day? Oh, when am I placed? I am four-ish or three forty-five p.m. I think. So the back end of the day when the energy levels are starting to slip, yeah. and I aim to bring those energy levels back up a little bit. And everyone's your warm-up act. That's 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 the, that's the way I hear it is. Yeah, I think that's what, that was your suggestion rather than mine. But yeah, that was I'll take it. I'll take it. It's a great way. No, I say that. You know what they put certain people on at the end hmm. you know why why to keep everyone there okay you see so you are you are the one of the main draws mate apparently well it's the same with what's happening at uh, agile 2023 in orlando i'm on day five the last day when everyone's dead and probably hung over they said to me like we put you on at this slot because people are gonna be hung over and they need to be drawn back in <laughs> no. so before we are uh, <laughs> just go off on any other kind of weird tangents the type of person that would come to one of your talks, is this just aimed at your agile coach and your scrum master or is there a, a broader appeal here? I firmly believe that continuous improvement is a team sport, right? So it's not limited to just an agile coach or scrum master. It's for anyone who wants to continuously improve on a day-to-day basis. And, that, and that's what it's about. So I believe the, the talk is beneficial to anyone. It doesn't have to be just your, yeah, your agile coach, scrum master or otherwise. I still think you can benefit from some of the tips and tricks. So are you saying that perhaps your tools and your ideas shouldn't be constrained to a an event as such is it something you can just build into the everyday working that's actually one of the things I, I recommend during the talk is that you don't need to wait for a retrospective to continuously improve yeah you can there ain't much continuous about that there ain't much continuous <laughs> about doing it just at the end of a few weeks time period when you're struggling to think of what the hell did i do in the last few weeks mm. and what do i need to do next you could build in retrospective thinking into every daily sync you have and say, hey, how do we need to improve today? What's the most important thing we need to be discussing today? And then use that to drive a conversation. You can place um, a location for you to capture your ideas incrementally as you go along, you know, perhaps when you're out for a walk or otherwise. Because as I said, some of your best ideas don't come in the, the magical time box that you create for a retrospective or otherwise. So, yeah. So you think back to the first time you gave this talk. Yeah. How has it evolved since then? Mm. So the first time I gave this talk was at a meetup, a virtual meetup, Scrum Master of the Universe. And like many talks, they begin as a bit of an experiment, right? You, you learn how it works, what the audience feels, try and build in the interactivity throughout. I've made it more interactive. I've, I've brought it more uh, in person and, and I've had to adapt some of the approaches I would have used to engage the audience virtually into the physical medium. So I alluded to drinking games. That will happen. There is various consolation exercises that you can use to get people physically moving and otherwise. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's evolved in, in that way. Yeah. How have you found that transition from flipping things from the remote to the in person because I've always found that almost doing things virtually you've got a whole heap more freedom just to kind of make something up on the fly but then when you're in the room if you think oh we could do this and we could have I don't know cards that look like this or these images in, in the room you can't you haven't got a, a printer no. a publisher there to kind of produce all this stuff for you so I says what have you found has worked really like, smoothly in transition and then what have you found has been the, the challenges 
Well, I think you've just highlighted it. You have less ability to react on the fly and just create something cool and visualize it. And you have to rely more on, uh, I guess, invoking that thought rather than having to be able to, or being able to show someone something quickly. So if I had a thought on the fly in a, in a virtual meetup, I could grab an image from Google, put it up there and just say, hey, what does that mean to you? Whereas the ability to do that, I might have to rely on something a bit more physical. So I might say, hey, imagine the last iteration for you was a yoga pose. What would it be? Right. And rather than showing an image and, and getting people to think about yoga poses, I might do one physically myself and be like, imagine a yoga pose and describe why that is, what, you know, why that is for you. What, what, is, what, what is it about that last iteration represents? That? And that might be Sleeping Panda or something around because I've tried this before and they came up with Sleeping Panda saying it was, um, yeah, it was a bit slow and we didn't quite get where we wanted to be. What does the next iteration look like as a yoga pose? So you just have to be a bit more physical about it rather than being able to rely on the, the, the easy visuals that you can manifest with a, a virtual version. It's a shame that there isn't a more convenient, just like hybrid yeah. way of doing, you know, I suppose, I suppose augmented reality or virtual reality are the keys to that if that ever kind of lives up to the supposed kind of mm. dreams that people are saying. But I think that's a useful tip, sir. We're not quite there yet with some of these uh, these tools. I've got a, a VR headset myself and I love the thing. It's very cool. But to be able to make best use of it, you kind of rely on other people having the tech as well, which is a bit of a, a challenge because it's, it's an outlay. It's a cost to people. Yeah, it's a bit of a barrier to entry with that. What I was just going to say is that uh, I, when I present, I use Miro rather than just slides because I hate slides with a passion, right? And by using Miro, I can kind of zoom in and out and I can just move around the board and that makes it feel a bit more free-flowing rather than just press a button and the next slide comes up, press a button and the next slide comes up. My problem is I can never remember what the next slide is. So if I'm just leaving it to Myra or something like that, means I, I, I don't worry so much about what's coming up next. I hate that when you're, when, well, you don't suffer from this, but you've got some slides up and each slide's a surprise. And you're like, yeah. why didn't I, uh, why have I done this to myself? It's much easier if you can just go with the flow, I suppose. Well, I worry less about that because my talk is, is very free-flowing. There's like hours and hours of content on there and I don't know what I'm going to go through on the given day because it depends on what the audience chooses. So all I've got to rely on is I know the content well enough to pull it up and be like, okay, now we're onto this, this avenue. Sweet. So you are feeling confident about tomorrow? Always. Are there any like seeds of nerves or anything? Like, is there, or is this just all so well like honed now? It's pretty tried and tested and practiced by now. And one of my superpowers is I don't tend to worry about this sort of thing. I go into situations confidently without fearing failure because if it fails, fuck it. So what? Shit happens. Excuse my language. Yeah, well, as we spoke earlier, I don't edit this. I just tick the blocks, the blocks, the box that says explicit. Nice. So if people are interested, it's a shame they can't come along tomorrow. It will be recorded, but you're not going to kind of get the feel for it. Um, what then is the next best thing for those people other than watching recording to kind of get a feel for what this uh, talk is about? So I, I give this talk fairly often. There's going to be a number of other opportunities to do so around the, around the world this year. I'm speaking at Agile 2023 in Orlando. I'm speaking at Agile in the city, Bristol, in June. I'll be in Prague and Lithuania and all sorts of other countries throughout the year. So there's that. You can go to my website. There's lots of tips and tricks shared there about continuous improvement. And pretty much if you've ever been on LinkedIn, you've probably come across what I share as well. So <laughs> You are prolific. But in a nice way. In a nice way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not not one to unfollow. You still you still you haven't gone off the off your peak yet. Hopefully not. Not quite there yet. But here's hoping. Still on that trend. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, Chris, thank you very much, mate. It's nice to get the opportunity to speak with you. Are there any closing thoughts you'd like to share with the listeners? 
as I said earlier, continuous improvement is a team sport. It's not depending on a, a scrum master, an agile coach, or, or anyone like that to bring about. And make it continuous. Don't let it just be wait till the end of a, a sprint or otherwise to think of a way of improving because you don't reflect on how things are going and wait till the end of something. You don't have the ability to alter your trajectory and give yourself a better chance of success. So continuous improvement is continuous. Oh, now I remember something that I should have spoken about. But we've hit the, uh, hit the time box, the arbitrary time box. Well, that's the hook for the next time. Well, I'll, I'll plant a scene, I'll say it, and then we can pick it up another time, which is, I hate the sprint review. Mm-hmm. I think of it, and this is cheesy, right? And this is one of those things that some people are like, oh my God, they're retching in the corner. Yeah. But I like to pitch, just to antagonise a little bit, is an increment retrospective okay. rather than a sprint review. So I'll leave that hanging. I'll let the listeners hang, and maybe we'll pick it up another time. Uh, and this draws day one of Lean Agile London 2023 to a close for me, and we'll be back tomorrow with some more episodes. So... Thank you very much, Chris. Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you all. You'll see you all. You'll hear from me soon. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I absolutely adore going to these conferences. And Lean Agile London 2023 is probably one of the best conferences I've been to in a long, long time, virtual or in person. So thank you to the organisers for letting me be there and be part of it. If you want to know more about Lean Agile London 2023, then head to their website, leanagile.london. That will also be in the show notes. Now, if there is a conference that you think I should go to and do more of these talks and tens, then by all means, get me on social media. There's a way to contact me in the show notes. Let me know which one I should go to. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. I am Ben Maynard, and this is a Product Agility Podcast.